Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Episode number 50. What is your relationship with money? What is your relationship with money? If you believe, as you've been told, almost from the moment of birth, then your relationship with money is simple and uncomplicated. The meaning of life, your life, is to desire, acquire, and possess money. Lots of money. More than enough money. Everything and everyone else in your life only exists to be used as a means to this end. So, in college, you studied law instead of art. You married your boss's daughter instead of the girlfriend who worked as a waitress to pay your way through law school. You forced your wife, your ex-wife, to have an abortion instead of another daughter. Now your trophy wife is often mistaken for your trophy daughter. You are mistaken for your trophy wife's trophy father. And your real trophy daughter is mistaken for your trophy wife's trophy mother. Sadly, a wife or daughter is not someone to show off. A human being is not something to show off. Truthfully, as a slave of money, you said and did some unforgivable things. You may feel guilty, but guilt is just an excuse to avoid changing your behavior. 
No one told you that you don't have to accept every relationship that life hands you. And you never learned that you have the power to refuse as well as accept this relationship with money. You can choose not to be its slave. Possessing lots of money, fame, or power feels satisfying, but we tend to confuse satisfaction with pleasure and pleasure with happiness. Yet these things have never been a guarantee of happiness. Socrates, walk barefoot everywhere, even in winter snow. He was known as both the wisest and the ugliest man in Athens. He never had a real job. He had a wife and three sons and no income. All day long, he preferred to stand outside a local shoe store in long conversations with strangers and friends. To be a great philosopher, one must live a great philosopher's life. Socrates was a great philosopher, and Socrates was happy. Diogenes chose to live in a discarded wine barrel on the streets of Athens. He owned nothing. He begged for everything. He practiced rejection by begging from statues. He urinated in public and barked at strangers like a dog. He was rude to Alexander the Great. He ridiculed his friend Plato. And Diogenes was happy. Ludwig Wittgenstein is considered by some and by me to be the greatest philosopher of the 20th century. He was once the wealthiest man in Europe, but Ludwig was depressed, so he gave away his entire fortune to his brothers and sisters. He worked as a public school teacher and lived on so little money that he once had to borrow taxi fare from his friend, Bertrand Russell. And Wittgenstein was happy. At his death in 1951, Wittgenstein's last words were, Tell them I've had a wonderful life. Wittgenstein and I breathed the same air for 17 days.
So what secrets do philosophers seem to know about money and happiness that you need to learn? Money may be why you live, but it doesn't have to be how you live. Think for yourself. Learn to see your own life and happiness through your own eyes and not in the lives of others. Live your own life in your own way through what you deem virtuous and relevant. The only opinion of you that matters is yours. You are your own supreme being. What's the worst that could happen? You are true to yourself. You try to do what is right and just. You live honestly, compassionately, and authentically. You are gentle and kind with all persons, especially yourself. You are happy most of the time. You are unhappy some of the time. And when life breaks your heart, you are even stronger in the broken places. You live without fear of loss. You live without craving gain. And when the day is done and night falls, just like everything else in creation, you move on. Why do we focus on what we don't have rather than on what we do have? Epicurus was an ancient Greek philosopher. He authored The Epicurean Dilemma disproving the existence of a divine being that is both all-good and all-powerful. Epicurus said, Do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. Remember that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. In other words, your life was once a dream, just like the life you now wish for and aspire to. Don't meditate on what others have that you lack. Consider what you have that others wish for. You have no idea how many people aspire to what you have. Your life is filled with other people's unfulfilled desires. Your life is someone else's dream. Follow the middle way in all things, good and bad. Eat moderately. Exercise moderately. Live below your means. 
Learn something every day. Unlearn something every day. Be satisfied with moderation. And in life, in your life, whether you're rich or poor, you will never worry about whether you have enough money to buy what you need. You will always have enough. You will always be satisfied with what you have. You will always be satisfied with enough. But if enough isn't enough, then no matter how much you have, you will never feel satisfied. Epicurus said, Nothing is enough for the man to whom enough is too little. Not what we have, but what we enjoy constitutes our abundance. Insatiable is a sad and demeaning way to go through life. One of the greatest Stoic philosophers, Marcus Aurelius, was one of the Roman Empire's greatest emperors. Without exaggeration, he was the most important and powerful man in the world. Marcus Aurelius said, You want to live, but do you know how to live? You are scared of dying, but tell me, is the kind of life you lead really any different to being dead? So let us unpack what Marcus Aurelius means by this. You desire wealth, yet Compared to all the money there is, all the money you could ever hope to possess amounts to almost nothing. Everything you will ever have, compared to everything there is, is almost nothing. No matter how much you own, no matter how rich you are, and no matter how much stuff you manage to buy, and consume. Everything you accumulate in life, compared to everything there is, will add up to almost nothing. Everything you will ever possess will amount to almost nothing. So how much is enough? Billionaires accumulate enough money for a thousand lifetimes. Yet enough, more than enough, is not enough. No one seems to be satisfied with what they have. Why can't we get enough? Why isn't enough enough? Why do we crave more and more money? Why do we have an insatiable desire for money?
We can't seem to get enough of what we already have. We lead the same kind of unfulfilling and pointless life as a hamster, said Marcus Aurelius. Are we better off dead than trapped on a hamster wheel? Some hamsters think so, every day, by the dozens. You desire stuff, stuff that in the moment feels so valuable and important, but in the long run is insignificant. In the moment, you change your whole life for some person or thing you can't live without, but in a few months you'll be bored with. Our anticipations, once we experience them, are always a disappointment and never meet our expectations. Grass, in time, becomes milk. Everything, in time, becomes boring. Everyone, in time, is boring. Your husband is boring. Man's spaceflight is boring. Disney World is boring. God is boring. Seneca was one of the most insightful and influential Stoic philosophers of ancient Rome. Seneca said, until we have begun to go without them, we fail to realize how unnecessary many things are. We've been using them, not because we needed them, but because we had them. In other words, unnecessary stuff become possessions. Possessions quickly become conveniences, and conveniences quickly become necessities. You already have all you need. You already have enough. Greed and envy are a waste of time. You desire fame. But popularity fades. Fame is fleeting. People are easily bored, lose interest, and move on. The more people who know your name, the more people who will have forgotten it. No one is remembered, and everyone is forgotten. Frank Sinatra is forgotten. Elvis is almost forgotten. The Beatles will be forgotten. Your great-grandfather is not remembered. You will not be remembered. It is better to face life as a nobody, said Marcus Aurelius. Once a somebody, 
who must face life as a has-been, is better off dead. Some has-beens think so, every day, by the dozens. You desire power, then you must be a lion or a fox. Lions are powerful, lions rule. So lions fight against change. Lions are on top and happy with the world as it is. Lions fight to hold on to power. Foxes are powerless. Foxes want power. Foxes fight for change. Foxes fight to gain power. For every powerful lion, there is a charm of cunning foxes busily trying to undermine and overthrow him. Sometimes the foxes succeed. Then the foxes become the lions, and the lions become the foxes, and the fight for power never ends. Seneca said, We should not, like sheep, follow the herd of creatures in front of us, making our way where others go, not where we ought to go. Do you want to be one of the lions or one of the foxes? What kind of life do you want to lead? A life of fighting not to lose power or a life of fighting to gain power? As the most powerful man in the world, Marcus Aurelius believed you should just stop fighting altogether. By the way, a group of foxes is called a charm. Isn't that charming? And so, a life of craving and grasping for wealth, fame, and power is almost as empty, monotonous, and unfulfilling as death. You fear death, so you fear change. Yet, change is a reality. Safety is an illusion. All the money, prestige, and power in the world cannot protect you. Whatever you do, you can't escape everything falling apart. Alan Watts said, Change is just another word for life. You cling to the illusion of permanence, but even your illusion is impermanent. Solitude is natural. We are born alone and we die alone. It is society that is unnatural. The need to belong is unnatural. The need to be popular is unnatural. 
the need to conform to other people's rules and expectations is unnatural. Many unhealthy and life-threatening addictions like money, fame, and power are the result of unnatural needs. No one knows more than you do about what is good for you. Marcus Aurelius gave you permission to walk away from any person or situation that makes you doubt and question yourself. In good times, find what you love and stay close. And in bad times, when it feels like the whole world is set against you and you have nothing to lean on, be grateful. You will never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. The poem, The Man Worthwhile, by Ella Wheeler Wilcox, said it beautifully. For the test of the heart is trouble, and it always comes with the years, and the smile that is worth the praises of earth is the smile that shines through tears. Be good. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good.